Welcome, Welcome to the Nightly Rant with your hosts, Mike and Toria. This is the show where we examine society from a sarcastic point of view. If you like insane conversations, this is definitely the show for you. Let's get into today's topic. YPN people, I don't know about you, but I love helping out a friend. That's why I want to shout out my friend Brian Little and his podcast, Your favorite blockhead. This is the only show that manages to weave together peanuts and MMA into one heck of an amazing podcast. You can find your favorite blockhead wherever your favorite podcasts reside and at yourfavoriteblockhead.com. Do me a huge favor and listen to Brian's show. You'll be entertained and you'll help out a friend. Now, as I said, let's get into today's topic. People in restaurants, especially, do the most disgusting things. Oh, yeah? Just do they now? Disgusting. Like what? Like the lady tonight sitting one table away, like all the way from across a table from me. I was at least 10 feet away from her. And I can hear her smacking her lips i'm not gonna do it on the show it'll annoy people oh my god but you could hear her smacking her lips and chewing like a cow chews like it was disgusting and like you had your back to her obviously so Uh you couldn't see that she had her mouth open like brie wit so it was like nash 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 (laughs) that's disgusting and yeah it was horrifying and she had like clackety clackety nails and she was wearing like 17 inches of makeup. Oh my God. And she was there with like, I couldn't tell how old she was. So it was her, like her teenage daughter or teenage granddaughter who was clearly embarrassed to be there with her and like ordered a water and was like, oh, it was not those two. It was those two. Yeah. See, I always recognize things like that because of, you know, my situation mm-hmm. where you have a teenage daughter who like everything you do embarrasses her. Mm-hmm. So I noticed those kind of things. And I noticed that, too, but I thought I was the only one who noticed that. No. That kid was clearly embarrassed to be with that woman. Though after she started eating, I completely understand why. Yeah. If I had to go out to eat with somebody like that, there would be an emergency phone call that would come through. You wouldn't You wouldn't ever go out to eat with them again. Well, but you heard what I said. There would be an emergency phone call. I would have to leave early. Yeah. It's just gross and disgusting, and I don't understand why people don't understand that it's gross and disgusting. Like, has nobody ever told this woman that she's unpleasant to eat But you know what? You may have just answered my question. Probably no one has told her. How is she supposed to know that there's a problem if people don't tell her that there's a problem? Well, I would think that step one would be nobody ever wants to go out to eat with you. Yeah, but even that, I think some people, oh, that's my friend. I'm going to go anyway. You know? I guess. Really and the teenager didn't feel that way. They let people get away with it, and that's why people do it. It's like I say to you all the time. We see these stupid scammer calls call through, right? And we always say, oh, my gosh, they're so obvious. And, like, have you seen any from the YouTube people that are any less obvious than the ones we see? Like, any that were convincing at all? No. Some were convincing up to a point. Like, yeah. do you remember that one where they actually sent them to the Microsoft website? And even the scam bait dude was like, for a minute there, I thought I had accidentally actually connected to Microsoft. And then I remembered he was a scammer. 
like even for us that was that was the most convincing one i've ever seen but like you had to get to the point where you were letting them into your computer but see that's the thing that bothers me is who's dumb enough honestly and there has to be people who are and we'll come back to that in a second but who is dumb enough to believe that in order to get a refund by the way we're going out of business and we sold you this $300 security software like two, three years ago. But since we're going out of business, we're going to refund you the money. Okay, that doesn't happen. No, it doesn't. Ever. Ever. Like, come on. And and then in order to refund you the money, they have to connect to your computer and have you log into your bank account. Really? Yeah. And while they're in there, they're going to find 37,000 viruses and they need to charge you more money to fix them. Right. Like, really, like, how can people be so stupid to fall for that? Yet, as we always say, people, when you see something this prevalent where everybody you've spoken to has either had a good close friend who's had a call or they've had a call themselves. Like, it's been, like, within one step of everybody you talk to. Yet, there are people who fall for it or they wouldn't be wasting their time doing it. They, they have really to make, make money. A living. Yeah, they have to make money. They have to. I suspect, though, to be quite honest with you, I suspect it has to do with similar approach to a sales company that doesn't have a very good product. They prey on kind of the dumb people. Well, and you think about it. So think about minimum wage in India. Yeah. Compared to here. And then think about they send you three thousand dollars and you only supposed to send you 300 and you send them 2700 back the 2700 dollars is a shitload of money yeah and they only have to get like think about it if you went on a shift and you got and let's say you worked a 10 hour shift because you know most times with sales you work a little bit longer hours because you're working on commission so you know that's where the whole entrepreneurial spirit comes in right gotta make that money and they make i don't know five people in a day fall for that they're going to make $12,000. My guess is they get one to two people per like 40 to 50 hour work week. So you think two people a week fall for it. So that's per, five grand. Per scammer. That's and five grand. some of grand. them do more. Some of them do. And let's say they split the money 50-50. Right. That means they're making $10,000 a month. Mm-hmm. $10,000 a month compared to what their minimum wage really is. I mean, that makes them like uber rich over there and we all know though that these scammers are people who are in shitty places in their life and well yeah it's like the same reason people take like telemarketer jobs when they're teenagers or early 20s well and these they're desperate these people are going to pay them like minimum wage just enough to get by and keep all the profits for themselves oh and by the way since i said something that's probably offensive to other some people let me clarify something you talked about like telemarketer jobs and people. Yeah, and just money. because people who are desperate go to be telemarketers doesn't mean that all telemarketers are desperate. Right. Remember obviously. that. Like that's important. I can have the opinion mm-hmm. that high school and 20-something-year-olds who are kind of desperate for cash would go down the telemarketer route for the quick money. I can, I can believe that mm-hmm. and still believe that telemarketers are decent people with a good who, – who have a good – you know, education and background and whatever. Because like any profession, there are real professionals and then there's the dabblers. Of course. You know, always happens. So that's important to make that point because that could be offensive to some people and they go, oh, he just said that telemarketers are desperate. No, it's not what I said. So now I've clarified it. 
we can continue our conversation. You are driving me crazy because you are harassing the dog. I'm trying to get the dog to stop but harassing hey, me. That reminds me of something. We had a major, major, major zoo change that we have to talk about. But we're only going to tell you about the latest major zoo change that's official. And that is that Diego has been adopted. Has been adopted. Adopted. Now, adopted. I stay guarded because, you know, it's only been two days. But you know what? In the grand scheme of how in love they are with Diego, it seems like it's going to stick. Like, I would say it's going to stick if I had to say one way or the other right now. Well, okay. I'm going to tell you something. My instincts tend to agree with you, but only because of one really minor interaction that I had with her. See, we chatted for a little while about, you know, why she wanted the dog and, you know, I'm going to have to, you know, I'm going to have to make sure that my husband, my kids and my dog meet the dog. And I'm thinking to myself, this lady's awesome. Like she understands that it's not fair to the dog to be like, well, you know, I'm going to bring blah, blah, blah into the house and, you know, he's just going to have to get used to whatever treatment he gets from the other animals. No. Right. No. You try to make it so that it's, it works. Like there's a break-in period, so to speak. Make sense? Yeah. And it's not fair the other way. Exactly. But her dog loves him. Sounds yeah. like. Yeah. But it was great that she did that. But But my fear is that the husband might not tolerate the taking a dump in the house and say, look, better that the kids don't get attached to the dog. Get it out of here. Because there's. When there's kids involved, there's definitely a point of no return. But here's what makes me instinctively kind of agree with you is when I told her about dogs being returned. Mm -hmm. And she said, oh, that's horrible. Nobody should do that. And I think that she's like us. She was once we made the decision to adopt her, she was staying no matter what. Right. It wasn't like you're just going to cut the cord and be like, oh, well, you're not behaving, so you're out of here. You know, she's staying no matter what. And and I'll tell you something. The people with the other dog that have Mm -hmm. moved out, I have respect for them that that dog ate their couch. Ate. And they kept the dog. I think on some deep down inside level, they realize it's their fault that their dog ate their couch. Yeah. And that's my point, though. (laughs) A lot of people realize that and still get rid of the dog to make it look like it well it was totally the dog's fault i didn't do anything wrong they cared enough about the dog to keep the dog and not blame it on the dog which by definition is taking the blame themselves because somebody had to be blamed and they didn't blame the dog they blamed themselves because if they blamed the dog the dog would have gotten punished and it didn't she was just kind of like this asshole ate my couch yeah i mean it's just I, I respect people that approach it in that manner because, like I've said to you, when like when Diego would pee in his diaper and I'd say, you know, it's our fault. Well, you'd be like, why? Because we, it's been three hours since we took him out and we know he needs to go out more often than that. I would say about half the time it was our fault. Yeah. Which is a pretty high percentage. That I mean, that's 50% of the times could have been avoided had the humans done what they were supposed to do. You know, like that's... Like she... Obviously had some incidents today. Yeah. One was because Yogi terrified the piss right out of her. One was because I told her no. 
and then tried to pick her up. And she's a chicken. She peed herself. And all over me. Full dog bladder. All over me. All over our bed. <laughs> all over the floor. It was like pouring down my leg. I was drenched in pee. So that happened today. And then the third time, though. I think it's, though, because of her surgery. I think it has something to do with it. She's she's a little scaredy cat, though. That's She's a nervous But peer. I think that that could be fixed with a pill. Nervous Remember Odie? Peeing. Remember he Odie? wasn't a nervous peer. He was, he was incontinent. Peer. He was a sleep peer. You'll have to look it up then. If she yeah. can be fixed with a like a vitamin or something, I'm down. Yeah. I mean she's assaulting Miss Olive. <laughs> I mean she's doing real well otherwise. I mean she is. <laughs> so far I've not heard you recount a story where she just decided to squat on the ground and let it go. Oh, like it's, she did on her bed the third time today? Oh, is that what happened on the last time? Okay, because she didn't recount that part. I told her, we're going outside. Going for the W-A-L-K. And then I go into the bedroom to get my shoes. She hops up on the bed and squats on the bed. I'm like, <laughs> you Well, you know, nature calls. little bitch. When nature calls, sometimes you got to go. Not on the bed. Do you know well, it, would, it would make me a thousand percent less mad if she did it on the floor? Yeah, I know. But now, so the first round of peeing took out our comforter. The second round of peeing took out the blanket and the top sheet. Now we have no bedding. Yeah. Lovely. You're going to have to sleep under this. And a pissing dog. Funky white blanket thing. But, you know, it's <laughs> it's rewarding, though, to see, like, you know, Diego go to a new home. And that how it's going to evolve, however it is. I mean, it is what it is. It's going to be what it's going to be. And then it's rewarding to watch her change and grow up. Like, all of a sudden, the last week, all she wants to do is play with the ball. Yeah, her little personality is coming out. It's kind of cool, isn't it, to see it happening? I think it's kind of cool. And she's very smart. And it's, it's, it's super, like, okay, right now, I'm here like I always am with a blanket on. And because her ball is loud and obnoxious, it's under my blanket. And every time she goes to do something that might be loud, like assault Miss Olive, I squeeze her ball so that she comes back over here and behaves herself. Right now, she is so desperately trying to figure out how she can enter the blanket from the bottom and steal her ball back because she knows exactly where it is. Yeah, and she's just like staring intently. And then she roots. And she's going. She's going for it. She's going for it. You're going for it. She's very smart and she's very cute. She's smart like Yogi. Yogi can always figure out these things, too. It's just, well, Yogi's very observant, too. That's a big thing I've noticed about Yogi. He sees things. She's going to shriek in a minute. Then he squeals. Then he squeals on the other animals. That's the funny part. But, you know, she's just been a good addition. This one here. She's been a really good addition. She fits well. She fits in with the Meow Meows. She fits in with the Yogi pretty good. She doesn't get too offended when he growls and tries to eat her. That was super cute. When we were watching on the camera earlier and they were laying down next to each other, waiting for us to come back. Yes. It was like they were having a conversation, you know, okay, Yogi, well, I'm thinking they'll be back any second now. And Yogi's like, are you kidding me? They went to have have dinner. They're not coming back for, for at least an hour and a half. Then she was like, no, that's not true, Yogi. He's like, well, I'm going to sit down over here and wait for them then. And she's like, okay, well, I'll sit down right next to you. And there they were. And it was really cute. I guess... 
the only comfy places to lay were on that pile of towels or on the couch. She chose to stay and hang out with Yogi. Because he always does that. He sits there and stares at the door. He's kind of a lunatic. He has separation anxiety. Big time. Big time. So anyway, fingers crossed for Diego because, you know, that dog was amazing and sweet. He's a terrorist. But it's kind of, the only thing I can compare it to, and this will show you how normal he really is, is like, you know when you have, right now there's electricity on and everything, you don't realize it, but there's a pretty loud hum going on. Right. Because as soon as the power went out the other day when that when it was the high wind, it gets so eerily quiet in here. And that's when you become aware of like how tight your chest gets and your head, all from the stress of the hum that you catch from right. all the electrical current going on around you. It can't be good for us, first of all. It can't be. It cannot be. But secondly, it's like you can't re- you can't fully relax it's like when you're so out of breath that you can't get a full you know like we have a a cold yeah i don't understand it at all and you can't <laughs> and you can't like inhale enough to make your lungs feel full you can tell that there's still space but you just can't you don't have the force to fill it that's just the worst feeling and that's what happens yeah you feel this tension all the time and so that's what some people's personality is like too <laughs> it is they're like they're like so intense all the time that when so they intense. calm down you kind of go whoa diego was so intense and the only time he wasn't intense is when he was sleeping and then he was pushing you out the bed and even then he was intense because the only way i found to move him and is because i have stronger legs than you is i would just put my legs under the blanket next to where he was and then shove him to the right and he would roll over, kathunk, and then he'd roll over again, kathunk. And then he'd be facing right back at me like he had been, but he'd be moved over two feet closer to you. <laughs> yeah. But he slept like a rock, so once you moved him, he didn't move. This one, she goes to you, she goes to me, she goes to your shoulder, then she goes to my shoulder, then from your shoulder again, back down to your knee, over to my knee, over to your knee, over to my shoulder. She's all over the place, all night long. She'll come down if she gets older. All over the place. Yogi maybe switches between us. Maybe twice in a night. Maybe. And And that's if he's having, if that's if he or we are having a rough night sleeping. Right. Because we have those rare nights where both of us are having a hard time sleeping, and that's when he'll switch back and forth. But if you think about why he's doing that, he's a sweetie because he's trying to make us feel better and help us go to sleep. Really? Little I think lunatic. he's trying to get away from the one who's sleeping more restlessly. Do you think so? Because they're keeping him awake. Wow. Uh, finally, I'm the optimist. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a record. I am the optimist in this relationship and she is the pessimist can you even believe it for once just once i get to be the optimist you're always the optimist never i'm the one who always thinks the worst of everybody except you the literal worst of everyone it's bad like that dude tonight when we were leaving from dinner he was clearly just walking across the parking lot but i was like get in the car we're locking the doors. But you know what? Close the freaking door. What harm is there in in following your instincts? 
I think the worst of people. That's all I'm saying. But what harm was there in following your instincts? Absolutely none. I mean, what harm would there have been if you had ignored your instincts and your instincts had been right? You could have gotten hurt. So when you look at it, best case scenario in one, worst case scenario in one versus worst case scenario in the other. Which one's better? You pick the first one and you go with it. All I'm saying is I'm a pessimist. The biggest pessimist. Because you weren't concerned by that dude. Yes, I was. Not as concerned. No. Not get in the car and lock the doors. I'm also a man who isn't generally afraid of things like that. That's fair. I feel as though I can handle myself. Someone has a weapon. It's a different story. But I didn't get that vibe off that person. Yeah. But it shows you. Follow your gut. Because when you follow your gut, you were you were telling yourself, quick, lock the doors. Let's get out of here. This guy doesn't seem safe. For whatever reason. You got a vibe. You listened to it. So the worst that could happen is you were dead wrong and he wasn't paying. He was ter- perfectly fine and normal and dandy and you're not hurt. <laughs> the best that could happen is exactly what happened. That you got away and you didn't get hurt. Both cases, you don't get hurt. So, right. you know, better off. Just follow your gut. On that note, my gut is telling me that it wants to go to bed. Ah, your gut is so lazy these days. Anytime we talk about your gut doing work, it wants to go to bed. Good night, everyone. Hasta la bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Nightly Rant. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. If you didn't enjoy the show, please just ignore that previous request for a rating. This has been a Yogi's Podcast Network production.